welcome back to another episode of the Jeff Becomes Jeff podcast. I am very excited to have a guest on the show today. It's been a long time since I've done a guest episode, so I want to introduce you to my friend, a co-worker. We're both instructors at a local music school, and she is a singer-songwriter, a photographer, a successful computer nerd. Ladies and gentlemen, the beautiful Whitney Nicole. Hello, 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 hello. hello. And feel free to get closer on that mic. Not too okay. close. There you go. Yeah, just scooch up a bit. I'm on it. There we go. Because I'm super loud. <laughs> okay. All well, right. hello. What's up? Good. Well, that was a horrible response for what's up. Good. <laughs> I'm, I'm an idiot. So, you know, I mentioned we're going to try and break all of this down to get to know Whitney Nicole and find out about all the different facets of creativity and nerdiness that you like to tap into. Uh-huh. So let's start with what I think is probably your biggest passion, which is singing and mm-hmm. songwriting, which today, at the time that we're recording this, you just released a new song, correct? I did. It's called Limoncello. It's okay. um, available on all streaming platforms. Awesome. And yep. you also were featured in a magazine. Yes, Voyage Ohio magazine. So that was awesome. They wrote a little article about me. So yeah, that's on voyageohioithink.com. It's on my bio as well. So, gotcha. So yep. uh, clearly doing the Jeff Becomes Jeff podcast, unfortunately not the highlight of your day. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a great day and this tops it off. Okay, so. good. I'm the cherry, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Boing. <laughs> All right. So I guess like for me, I was always an entertainer, a singer, not necessarily knowing I wanted to do it, you know, professionally, but I, what age do you feel like you felt like, you know what, singing is for me. I really want to pursue this. Um, I feel like since I was a young child, I always knew like people would be like, Whitney, what do you want to be when you grew up? And then I'd be like a pop star. So I kind of always knew what I wanted to be. I just kind of went down a different route as I got older and now I'm right back to it. So gotcha. yeah. And I mean, at what point did, would you say that you started really focusing on the songwriter aspect where you're recording, you're writing? Yeah. So I started doing songwriting Probably when I was 27, 26. So okay. just recently, about four years ago. Okay. Yep. So she's she's young, ladies and I'm gentlemen. I'm a baby. Compared to <laughs> old ass dusty bitch Jeff. I'm using... <laughs> you dusty bitch. Yes, I'm using a Whitney Nicole lyric that's yes. uh, from a song that's going to be on her upcoming EP. Yep. What's the name My of that EP? Is it named? Writing. It is named. It's called A Fine Line. So it's about um, the five stages of grief. Cool. Um, yes. So fine and five line. songs? Yep. Each song is a different stage? Yes, it is. Very yep, cool. A fine line between love and hate. And then your next album is going to be The Seven Deadly Sins, so we'll have yep. s- the, a song about gluttony. That's actually a great idea. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how the gluttony song is going to go. I've been eating too much. Instead of bad bitch, it'll be fat bitch, right? <laughs> no. Well, and bad bitch, by the way, is the song, uh, the hip-hop song I was just referencing. Yes. So that's if for you guys will get the joke later when this <laughs> stuff comes out. So of your music, so for the Jeff Becomes Jeff listeners that don't know Whitney Nicole at this point, if you had to say there's one song that I have out there right now that like you feel introduces you or your style or represents you best, if there was one song of all your songs, not necessarily your favorite song, mm-hmm. the song you would want people to be introduced to Whitney Nicole, the singer-songwriter, what would that song be? Man, okay, so that's actually a tough question because 
there are so many different I'm songs. I'm not making that are anything me. easy on you. I know. Okay, so I have a ballad called Was It Me? And I think that one really shows like who I am emotionally. Mm-hmm. So I would say that one. And then also like the fun side, the pop side of me, there's a song called Space Cadet that okay. I absolutely love. So right. that one. Yeah. And that had tons of cool artwork and you also do a ton of videos. Yes. How many music videos do you have out right now? So I only have three music videos, two that I'm physically in and then one that I've used Barbies to pretend like they're right. me. Yes. So okay. there's three and then they, I have one coming. Okay. And then there will be lots more. <laughs> yeah, there will be lots more videos coming. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. So I also know, like, well, from a songwriting perspective, so you collaborate with other people, like producers and things. Are they helping, like, develop the song from a music perspective while you're focusing more on the vocals and the lyrics? Um, somewhat. So what happens usually my process is I get a feeling or Mm -hmm. I'm going through something. So I'll go to one of my trusted producers and I'm like, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I want to create. So then we'll sit together and we'll start creating a beat together. Okay. And they kind of pluck the like thoughts from my mind and start and I'm like, oh, yes, that's it. So we'll create the beat from scratch Mm -hmm. together. And then I'll start writing the lyrics and the melodies and all of that. And then as I'm like singing it and all of that, then they can give suggestions on, oh, I think you should do this or maybe change this one lyric here. So it's really a very collaborative thing. Okay, that's cool. So then you would say, because I'm I'm the type of person where I'm always lyrics last. Like I I have the music. Mm -hmm. Doesn't necessarily mean beats, but we have different genres where beats are a lot more important with a lot of the music that you do. I mean, that's kind of the backbone of the song. I might, my foundation might just be this low key acoustic part or something, but I always do the lyrics after the music. Would you say that you tend to do the lyrics last? Um, no. So typically even before, I guess the beat making process, I'll sit at the keyboard and kind of pluck through some things and the lyrics usually will come first. So I'll know at least like what the main hook is of the song. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I'll start creating around it. So the the lyric, a little bit of the lyrics come first, and then the melody will come first. I'll start plucking gotcha. through that. Yeah. yeah, and I'll do that too with melody, where I'll hum something when yeah. I don't know where the words there. That way you can get your phrasing right. Mm-hmm. So very cool. So is there something that you've learned? Like, is there like one big thing? Because when you start being a studio musician, there's a lot. It's totally different, you know, than singing in a band space on a stage or just at home. Yeah. I mean, is there something that you feel like? oh, wow, I never expected that or never knew that or anything from a studio perspective that you feel like was a big lesson that's changed the way you approach how you enter the studio now? Um, Yeah, so at first, my very first um, studio session, I was very nervous because I had this idea in my head that I had to be perfect Mm -hmm. every time I came in. So I was like, almost nervous to even book the session. And then once I got in there, I realized, oh, I don't need to be perfect. I I can have multiple takes. A producer is not going to kick me out of the studio if I have to redo something. Right. Um, So that approach kind of has changed. Like I don't practice as much anymore going in, like the repetition. And that makes the music a little bit more organic, I feel like, too. Yeah, I think that's good. And yeah, that's what a lot of people don't realize if they don't really understand music and Mm multi-tracking, that ability. And that's been going on since like the 70s. But obviously with, you know, digital software, it's changed dramatically because now, and I'm going to say, I do the same thing. I'm not Mm poo-pooing anybody who does this, but copy-paste. If you have a, a chorus that is supposed to sound identical, every time and you get one good really go at that chorus 
copy paste. Yeah, you why know? not? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, a little bit of cheating. Yep. It's okay. Yeah. So let's talk about a little bit of your photography. So you're also a photographer. Mm-hmm. And kind of give me a little bit of background as to when you really got into that. Yeah. So I began photography about a year ago. Oh, that's um, it? Yes. Jeez. Yeah. I've been ramping up. So I um, joined a company and starting it. And then I just recently started my own company. It's called A Magical Photography. Mm-hmm. Which I love the name. Yep. So that is on Instagram as well under a magical photography, magicalphotography.com. And um, yeah, so I started about a year ago, started really loving it, just becoming obsessed with the creation process of mm-hmm. it. So diving into Photoshop, Lightroom, all of that, just like getting an image and trying to make the best. I have this like maximizer quality that I like to take things and make them better. So mm-hmm. doing photography and working with people and just getting to capture their smiles, it's like very fulfilling. Right. So yeah, I've just or been obsessed in the, uh, with it. What, what are the bedroom sessions? Boudoir? What? Oh, the boudoir yes, sessions. Yes, where you get uh, yes. nice close-ups of butt hair. Butthole hair. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I love to capture a good smile and a good butthole. Uh-huh. Right. And zooming in, getting all oh. Oh, goodness. Mm, let me see that. Mm. Is a baby trying to escape? I see some baby oh, fingers. God. Oh, no, that's just, that's just her hemorrhoids. Oh, goodness. No. Yeah. All right. Well, don't worry. I will never be booking a boudoir. No, so. ma- I need to do some male boudoir. Right, Are you we, sure? You, 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 trust me. I'm not the specimen. Get a uh, little specimen. banana hammock. And, yeah. I am not the specimen you want. <laughs> I, have, I have butthole hairs on my back. Okay. Oh, no, I'm kidding. That's, that's weird. <laughs> They're, they just grow. They keep growing up like vines on an old house. No, I'm joking. All right. Yeah, I know what I'm getting you for All Christmas. Right. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't even want to know what you're getting me for Christmas. Um, so, okay. So photography and, the, again, you're nerdy. Uh, we discussed this. You uh-huh. do, like, what's your the gist of your day job in technology? Yeah. So I my day job currently is um, analytics. And so I do a lot of coding. I do a lot of dashboarding, do a lot of collaborations with different business people and all of that just to help them create good business decisions. So yeah, super, super nerdy. I don't want to bore people with it, but that is, that's what I've been doing for the past eight years. And I would love to be in a more creative place Mm -hmm. eventually. I love that as well, but yeah, my real passion. And it definitely pays the bills. It definitely pays the bills. Yeah. But I mentioned the nerdiness because I suck at photography. I'm not good at a lot of creative stuff. But aren't you good at Photoshop? I'm good at Photoshop, but it doesn't matter. Like, there's just, there's some aspects. So it's funny because multiple times you've nerded out on me like, hey, check out this picture. I used a 4R lens with an (laughs) aperture of 17.2. And I just respond, Greek. Like, I don't, I don't know what the fuck you just said. Right. So, and it's, it's actually impressive now that I know you've only been doing it a year that you have that much in-depth knowledge. I mean, how, cause I've got a nice camera that has all those little dials where I can do aperture shutter. Yes, like the triangle. I just go to auto. That's, I always leave what? it on no, the A. No, 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 sir. Okay. We're going to teach you how to do manual How difficult work. is it for the it's, people? It's really not that difficult. Okay. Like it's only three things and they all go in together. So there's shutter speed, there's aperture and there's ISO. So the ISO controls like how bright it is. The aperture is how wide open your lens is. So like what you get, it's not really the focus of it, but like kind of, if you know that when you take a portrait and there's blur mm-hmm. in the background, so that's kind of what aperture is. It captures certain 
proximities and all okay. of that. And then your shutter speed. So if you're jumping up and down, you want to freeze a frame, then the higher the shutter speed, the quicker you can uh, be able to freeze and a frame. And don't people and so sometimes on. purposely like do slower shutter speeds to almost capture like a blur? Yes. Or, okay. So like yeah. if you want to like a sporting event, you actually want to capture some kind of motion, you might make your shutter speed shorter? Uh, so yeah, if you want it to be blurry, but usually with sports, you'll do a quick because okay. you want to capture See? it. Dunking or whatever. This is, yeah. this is why auto, <laughs> that's all I do. No, no, sir. Yeah, but then they all move together. So sometimes that can throw you off. But it's if you just practice, it's really not that difficult. Okay. As with anything, kids, practice makes not perfect. No <laughs> such thing as perfect. Practice, easy for me to say. Practice makes very good. Yes. All right. As Larry absolutely. David from Curb Your Enthusiasm would say, pretty, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> so photography, it is an art, just like, you know, so like videography, I find with my music, like we were discussing before we started the podcast, you know, we're both got new albums that we're working on releasing and attaching videos to those songs. I've got songs that I already know how the video looks in my head. So there is a bit of a crossover there. So do you feel like there's anything creatively or artistically that your photography brain helps your music brain or vice versa, like from a creativity perspective? Absolutely. Um, I know you mentioned videography. So now as I'm deeper into it, when I'm writing she a said song. Deeper. Just want to point that out. <laughs> as I'm deeper into it, um, I actually can see a video as I'm writing. So sometimes I'll adjust my writing based off of the video I want to create. So Interesting. The, the images that I want people to see as I'm doing it. Um, I know I wrote a song called Black Lilac, and it'll be mm-hmm. on this upcoming EP. Yep. And I wrote that just thinking purely about the video. Like, actually, the experience of, I don't want to tell the song, but right. the experience of what happened. Spoiler alert. Yes, it's very visual. So. Okay. So speaking of the crossover, are there things that music and photography and getting into those really hardcore, are there other artistic or creative outlets that now you're interested in exploring because it's like, like, for example, the videography, you have people do that for you because, well, first off, you're in the damn video. It's hard to, as we discussed, it's hard (laughs) to do both at the same time. Hey, everyone, this is my new video. Look how professional it is. But is there something else whether it be videography, even if you're not the one on the other end of the lens, um, that you're like, you know what, I would like to explore that. Yeah, um, definitely want to explore videography. And I have like a team also. So I have a girl who's learning like Premiere Pro and all of that. So I like physically doing stuff. So I like I I've done videos where I have shot other people and then somebody else has edited that. Mm -hmm. But I also like creative wise. I love directing. I love like storyboarding. I love just creating the whole thing and like kind of making it all come to life. Right. So that's something that I'd be interested in. So like if there are any artists out there, you know, who want to make a video but don't quite have a vision, I'd love to like sit and do that with them. I love like the business side of things. I think that's the analytics too. So right. um, I know that's more like left brain stuff than right brain, but just incorporating the business side into the music side. I love learning about mm-hmm. that and all of that. So yeah. Yeah. And you're probably a lot like me. I've always heard that I'm both brained or whatever because mm-hmm. I love 
analytic stuff as well. Yeah. That's my nerd at the same time. Very creative. My last mm-hmm. job, I was always the guy that would catch the misspelling or whatnot in the fine print of a graphic ad. And they'd be like, you're not supposed to catch that stuff. That's for our <laughs> legal team. You son of a bitch. They didn't catch it. Why did you? <laughs> so from kind of piggybacking on that from a creative perspective, what would you say or even from for your music, for your photography, what do you see being your next steps? Like what what are your short-term and long-term goals? Let's start with just music, the big category. Yeah. Well, I would love to be like, I know nobody says this, but I would love to be a one-hit wonder. Like, let me just put out a banger and call it a day, mm-hmm. you know? And long-term, I would like to write for other people because I love that process. That's where the money's at. Yes. yes. I would love to be a songwriter. Um, and, you know, I know I'm not old, but I'm getting older. So the physical, like making the videos and all of that, that's not something I'm interested in doing forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely want to be a songwriter. Once the boobs start to sag, I'm done with the videos, you sons of bitches. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh, the poor titty. Yeah. <laughs> the <Hard>. poor titties. <laughs> Hard boiled eggs is what I call them. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Yeah, no. And then long term business wise, definitely. So I'm going to be opening a photography studio um, and I'm going to be creating a space that other photographers can rent out. And just like I want to be more inclusive with everybody around. Mm -hmm. Like I don't want to be super competitive. I want to be a place where if you do photography, you can come here. If you want your pictures taken, you can come here. Um, So that's that's kind of yeah, the long term. So I'll be opening probably in downtown Columbus. So will it be almost kind of like a salon lofts kind of approach where there's different studio rooms that people could rent out and you could have multiple people in there working at a time? Yes. So I'm going to have like probably two stations Mm -hmm. that can be rentable. Okay. Unless I'm using one of them, of course. And then I'm going to build a psych wall too. So even if like videographers want to come and say shoot a music video, they could rent out my psych wall. Um, So yeah, there'll probably be about three stations people can rent okay. all together. Very cool. Yeah. So, all right. So let's let's quit talking just about Whitney. I want to bring up something. So at the time of recording this episode, for everybody who doesn't, you've heard me talk about it on the show before. I do spend a lot of time editing and putting 10 plus hours of work into every episode. Now, Ooh. because Whitney is here on a Friday and I have to have my next episode out by Monday, I didn't want to take a chance that this one, that I've got to rush to do it because I'm working all day tomorrow. So I have another episode that's going to drop this Monday. This one will drop the next one, which will be, just so you know, episode 67. So you were lucky you got in. Well, I don't know. Consider yourself lucky that you're not on episode 69. I should have waited. Well, I want to do something (laughs) special for the 69th episode. I don't know what it is yet. So you're more than welcome to give me ideas. Oh, yeah. I'm on that. Okay. (laughs) All right. But I do discuss pretty much the entire topic of the episode that's going to come out this Monday is... Will Smith, the Hollywood hypocrites. I'm sure you're aware of this. From a lady perspective, I would like to get your take on, do you feel like Will Smith was correct in defending his wife? Or do you feel like he was incorrect in assaulting a comedian that was simply doing his job? Or Man, both? I, so I haven't actually put a whole lot of thought into this. And that's Um, fine. Most people haven't. They just hear the quick little blurbs. (laughs) Right. So, yes, I saw what happened. I watched it. I think just in general, at their level that they're at, 
you're used to that type of stuff. Right. You know, I don't, I heard that Chris didn't know that she had, you know, that disease. Alopecia. So, correct. Which I point out on the episode that will now be a week old by the time this one comes out, that if you look at the video, Jada Pinkett Smith's head is buzzed. There is mm-hmm. not a single bald spot to be found. So my old guitar player had alopecia and he had hair all over his head, but it would occasionally get a little bald spot where it looked like someone just kind of went really quick with like yeah. a razor and took a chunk out of his hair. He would take pills. It would grow back in. So okay. I truly believe that Jada Pinkett Smith, while she may have that disease, it wasn't the reason why her head was buzzed to that point. I could be wrong, but right. I could not find a bald spot anywhere on it. Yeah. But yeah, I'm sure he didn't know. But even if he did, like you said, they all kind of know what's going to happen at the right. Oscars. So yeah, I was just curious if, you know, yeah. you felt like it was protection. I mean, you ha- we all have things that set us off none of us are perfect we all make mistakes so this could have just been a day where will smith was like you know what this is not the day i'm gonna fuck somebody up you know so but he was laughing at the joke he did and then i think he saw the reaction of his wife right and and he was like oh wait oh fuck let me go take care so i don't know what's going on in their lives i don't know but he did what he did Whatever, you know. I know. It's and whatever. <laughs> we'll, we'll see by the time this episode comes out if the Academy has actually taken any action. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that he was not asked to leave, like they discussed it backstage and actually told him, you can stay. Yeah. Probably because they knew he's going to win. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. It's just, yeah. it frustrates me because I've done comedy and he should know as an artist, you know, that was my biggest issue. I, I'll i be honest with you, for the first like 12 hours after it happened that I heard about it, I was actually a little more pro Will Smith, like good for you for standing up for your wife. But the more I kind of watched it and thought about it, it's like, yeah, Chris, that was a pretty harmless joke. I mean, yeah. compared to the shit he could have said about Jada Pinkett Smith, given all the stuff that's come out about her. August on, Alcina. She, I mean, I don't blame her. Well, she, she's been <laughs> hopping on a lot of dicks that aren't Will's lately. And that's, oh. that's come out. So, but aren't they like in an open relationship? Like, I it's don't know, kind maybe. Of a thing. But yeah. then let's go ahead and take away Will Smith's squeaky clean persona if he's a swinger. True, you uh- know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if open relationship is the same thing as a swinger, but I think either way, maybe you would put an upside down pineapple on your porch. What's the law there? You know? <laughs> I don't know. You've never heard about that? <laughs> that's a thing. Swingers, yes. If you oh. see, so if you ever see anybody in a grocery store uh-huh. that has an upside down pineapple in their cart, that's a swinger that's going through the store trying to let Shit, other people know. I need know. to be careful when I buy pineapples. Yeah, then. do not put it in upside down. <laughs> or they'll have like a decorative thing on their porch or their front door or their mailbox that is a pineapple or more specifically an upside down pineapple. I'm pretty sure the upside down one means come on in. Oh my God. Okay, now I'm going to be watching for this. You should. My mom okay. lives in a retirement community she's down near swinger. Hilton Head. Sorry, no. mom. That's a, yes. No, I don't think she's a swinger. Hi, and if mom. she is, yes, I she is a fan. She is going to be listening to this. It's fine. Last week in my episode, I was talking about playing games of hide the salami constantly um, and she texted me after listening to it that listening to today's episode was about as comfortable as me telling you that I'm on Tinder so uh, yeah please tell me your mom is not on Tinder she's not on Tinder okay. but I talk about Tinder on the episode so she was trying to say just go ahead you want me to picture your salami you picture me on Tinder well, that wasn't my <laughs> goal she has a choice not to listen your you know? mom she, sounds like fun she is she's silly I will have her on an episode when she visits me in a few weeks nice. which will be 
the Mother's Day special. Okay. Yeah. All right, Whitney. So we have come to my favorite segment with a guest, and I know you're scared. I'm really nervous. Are you shaking in your boots? Yes, my right. puss is shaking. All right, kids. It's time for... Jeff's Asshole Trivia! That's right. It's the trivia game show where Jeff is an asshole and tries to make his guest feel like an idiot. Not a trivia show about Jeff's asshole. Okay, so the topic for Jeff's Asshole Trivia on this show, I try and always tailor Jeff's Asshole Trivia. Remember, not trivia about my asshole, okay? No baby (laughs) fingers, no hair that climbs up my back like an old house with vines. I don't know why I'm continuing to repeat any of that. I think I'm most nervous about your asshole, like... (laughs) Okay, well, my asshole will not make an appearance, so um, the aperture of my asshole, my gaping aperture. Sorry, Mom. (laughs) It better be very small and not wide. That's correct. No, it's, trust me, it's an exit only. Thank you for (laughs) noticing. So the topic, I try and do something that is relevant to my guest. So because you're younger and because you are a female, I guess I would call you a pop artist. That would be the genre that I would lump you most into, although you do diversify into other side genre, genres. I said it like what's a J. Genres. <laughs> genre. Genre. Wee wee. Wee wee. Thank you for noticing my wee wee. <laughs> Which also has your, a very small aperture. Your asshole and your wee-wee. Great. I'm excited. All right, here we Let's go. go. All right. We're off to a horrible start. Okay. So the topic of this episode, or episode, this, well, yeah, I guess this episode of Jeff's Asshole Trivia is female pop stars since you've been alive. Okay. So I'm not going to ask you trivia about stuff that happened back in the 60s or the 70s. Is that Good. way? And most of it is going to be 2000 or later. There's a couple I dipped into late 90s but most of it is going to be in the new millennium. All right. Well, I'm excited. And remember, I want you to fail. Okay. That's I'm trying to be an asshole here. If you win, I'm going to feel like an asshole because I am a worthless piece of shit that can't make a good trivia game. You better keep score. Oh, I'm going to keep score. Do I have a pen? (laughs) I do. I'm horrible at trivia, but I'm going to try to win. That's okay. All right. So the first question, and we're going to do 10 questions. I have an 11th bonus question that in the event you get 50-50, We'll do the bonus question. We'll probably do the bonus question anyway, just for fun. But uh, just so you know, the idea for you is to try and get six right. Okay. Okay. Out of 10. Let's get it. Number one, who is the top selling female artist since 2000 cumulatively? I will give you multiple choice on this one. Beyonce, Rihanna, or Adele? Shit. Oh. (laughs) Oh, that's hard, actually. I feel like Wee oui, wee. Oui. Okay, I'm just gonna go with damn. Um I'm ooh. Can I talk it through and then give yeah. you an answer? Okay. So obviously like Beyonce is wonderful, but I feel like Rihanna outsells Beyonce because of the type of music. And she's just very, very popular. But Adele is very popular everywhere with all kinds of people. Like, it's not just, you know. So I'm going to go with Adele. You are correct. Son yes! of a bitch. <laughs> all right. I'm I'm sucking already at being an asshole. And this always happens. <laughs> and I've even got some softballs in here for you. Oh. 
just because I didn't want to make it too hard. I want to be a gentleman. All right, let's go on to question number two. Who is the only other artist than Mariah Carey to have hit number one in four different decades? Madonna, Beyonce, or Britney Spears? Well, I don't even think Beyonce is much above 40, so it's not her. Um, Madonna. Oh, sorry. What? It is Beyonce. It is? Yeah. How old is Beyonce? Black don't crack. Don't you know that? How old is she? I have no idea. That's okay, not Okay, so when did her first song... I'm about to fight you. <laughs> when did her first song... <laughs> well, um, I mean, probably... Would have almost had to have been late Four 80s decades, or early that's 90s. 40 years. Yeah, the 90s, the 2000s, the 2010s. If she has a number one hit in this decade so uh-huh. far, in these two years, then it, as long as she got her first one in 99, that would uh, be able okay. to. You yeah, know. with Destiny's Child and all that. Right. All right, you got me on that one. Woo! Go you, Beyonce. All right, you are one for two. Okay. Okay, this, this is number three. This 1998 mega pop song started out with the lyrics, Oh, baby, baby. How was I supposed to know? Uh-huh. What's the song? Oh, baby, baby. Oh. Uh, oops, I did it again. Oh, sorry. Is it Hit not? me, baby, Hit me one, baby more one more time. <laughs> <laughs> I even sang it and I you got did. it wrong. You got cocky. Okay, wait, can I go back? No. <laughs> I did oh, get cocky. Oh, I love this. That's what I get. This I, is I fun. Thought, I'm enjoying like, this. I, I, when I started reading it, I'm like, oh, no, this one is Hit way. Hit me, baby, one more yeah, I thought it's way too easy. She's got this one, especially when you started singing it, and then you just completely crumbled <laughs> under the pressure. Yeah, that's the blonde in me. That's all right. Okay, here we go. Number four. All right. What female artist was featured with Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, and 50 Cent at the recent Super Bowl halftime show? Mary J. Wow. I had multiple choice here, just in Uh-oh. case. <laughs> That's okay. You didn't need it. You got that one right. Make up for my Britney. All right. You're two for four, so not too shabby. Britney, will you forgive me? No, she will not. She, <laughs> uh, she's probably still grounded by her father. So. Oh, <laughs> All right. Here we go. Oh, this one's too easy. It's another softball, but I thought Hit Me Baby was a softball. <laughs> so um, number five, making it to number two on the Billboard radio song list in 1996 and sung by Lauren Hill of the Fugees. This song's lyrics included strumming my pain with his fingers. Killing me softly. Okay. Yeah. You didn't even let me finish <laughs> the damn question. All right. Damn it. Whoop, 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 now you're on the winning side. You're three for five. Hey, I still think I should get a redo on the Britney. I'm not over that. How do you, how do you redo a, a trivia question? You either get it right or wrong. If you know the right answer after the fact, redoing it, that's straight cheating. Ugh, whatever. Okay. All right. Number six. And remember, you're winning right now, but hopefully I added some hard ones in here. With 28 Grammys, more than her husband, Damn. what female pop icon has more Grammys than any other female artist in history? I will give you multiple choice. Beyonce, she's coming up a lot, Barbara Streisand, or Madonna? Okay, you said more than her husband, so that was kind of a key, because obviously, Jay-Z, I don't even know if Madonna's married. Is she married? Can you answer that? Well, I don't know if she's married. She may have been married. Barbara. I feel like Barbara would be married. Babs. But who would she be married to that would get lots of Grammys? It's Beyonce. You're correct. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yes. Poor Jay-Z. No, Jay-Z is dope. Why am I saying poor Jay-Z? He is I very wealthy. I suck at this freaking game. Yeah, you should have gone harder.
Wee wee. My aperture. All right, number seven. In 2004, during here's another Super Bowl question. During a Super Bowl halftime show, this pipe pop icon was the reason for the term wardrobe malfunction. Janet Jackson. Son of a bitch. That was iconic. Well, not iconic, but that was like, nobody can forget that. Her whole titty fell out. I know. Well, and she also had like jewelry on the nipples. So, Did she? I didn't see all yeah, that. Yeah, she had like Did a, you zoom it? No, everyone knew it. it oh. There was like a silver, like a, a, not a nipple clamp. I don't remember what they a call piercing? it. piercing? No, it wasn't a piercing. It went around the nipple and looked like a star, like a metal star around oh, her nipple. Oh, like a, um, like a, not a tassel, but like just a pasty, like a titty. Like a yeah. metal pasty. Yeah. I think her nipple was still poking through like a little baby pinky. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we're stuck on baby fingers in this episode. <laughs> she had a hemorrhoid on her titty. Titty. That's a medical condition that's worse than alopecia. I'm sure Chris Rock would have a lot of jokes about titty hemorrhoids. But don't Hey, Will Smith! No, that's a horrible Chris <laughs> oh, Rock impression. What? Don't ever do that again. Okay. All right. Let me see. You, I've got one, two, three, four, five out of seven, which means all you need to do is get one of the next three right, and you are a winner. Ah, shit. And I am a losing piece of shit. I am an asshole for all of the wrong reasons. Let's and see if I can do it. This happens to me a lot. Known as the goddess of pop. This is number eight. Known as the goddess of pop, this icon released a single in 1998, introducing the world, for better or for worse, to autotune. No multiple choice on this one. Share. Piece of garbage. <laughs> yeah. Do you believe in love after love? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't, clearly don't know the words. <laughs> we don't think I'm strong enough. Whoa. No. Yeah, you gotta do the, the autotune there. Do you believe All right, we're still going to finish, okay, just to see what an absolute abject failure I am at Jeff's asshole trivia. And the I next, won. next time I have you on the show, I'm stepping it up a notch, mm-hmm. all right? Female pop stars, that's my jam. Apparently. <laughs> All right, number nine, even though you are a winner, this new millennium, so since 2000, pop singer was first introduced to the world on Nickelodeon playing the character Cat Valentine. Selena Gomez, Ariana Grande, or Zendaya? My first reaction went to Ariana. Is that your final answer? I didn't watch, you said Nickelodeon? Correct. Uh, Yeah, I didn't watch that stuff, but I feel like it's Ariana. Is that wrong? I, I'm i going to go find a belt and a closet. If you don't hear from me in 10 minutes, call my mom and say, sorry, mom, Jeff has hung himself in his closet. <laughs> so I got it right. You got it right. Hey, I love Ariana Grande. But yeah, I didn't watch that. I'm a worthless piece of human filth. Do you understand that? Well, before you gave me options, my mind went to Demi and then it went, but I think was Demi. Yeah, she was Nickelodeon, right? And then Ariana. So okay. you didn't say Demi. Here's the 10th question. We're still going to do the bonus question, too, just because I want to see, again, how fucking horrible I am at this, okay? (laughs) 
<laughs> Number 10, another new millennium pop singer, and this one is not multiple choice. Okay. This artist was born with the birth name Destiny Hope, which she later changed for her on-screen and on-stage performances. Okay, you might you might win on this I'll one. I'll give you a hint. She was born to country royalty. Was it Taylor Swift? Sorry, Miley oh, Cyrus. Oh, yeah. Miley's name is Destiny Hope? Yep. Oh, okay. Destiny Hope Cyrus, which honestly, if you already have the name Destiny Hope, what the fuck are you doing changing it to Miley Cyrus? Which right. Miley, apparently when she was a little girl, she smiled a lot. So they would call her Smiley. That was her nickname. Oh, okay. And Miley became the name that she took away from her childhood nickname from Smiley. of Smiley. Okay, I like that. Yeah, I don't. I, I it's like, Destiny Hope. I like Miley, but yeah, I, yeah, I didn't know that. Wow. Well, you like Miley, like her music and her as a person. I like her music. Okay. Yeah, especially I, that um, pris prisoner. What's the song? Elastic Hearts, the new album that came out. Is it Elastic? No. What the hell is that called? Elastic Apertures. <laughs> Her new album is dope, though. It's super rocky. Okay. I like it, yeah. I will tell you this. I have no issue with Miley Plastic Cyrus. Plastic Hearts. Plastic Hearts, okay. Yeah. Um, but my daughter was at the prime age where everything was... What was the name of the show? Oh, the one where she was... Uh, Hannah Montana. Hannah, yeah. Yes. Everything in her bedroom. Sheets, socks, a little karaoke microphone that would play Hannah Montana really? songs. That she could, oh, yeah. Everything. Everything she owned was Hannah Montana. Wow. I never got into Hannah Montana. I guess it was a little beyond my age. I will age, tell you there's two things I don't care about Miley Cyrus too much. One, the tongue. Yeah. That oh. phase. Yeah, where she sticks the tongue out sideways. Okay, that was cute for the first three times you did it. Yeah. Beyond that, it sucked. And I also, like, I heard her talk recently. It was just a clip at some award show. And, oh, my God, she sounds like an 85-year-old woman with emphysema. Yeah, she has a very kind of, like, raspy. She's been smoking eight packs a day for the last yeah. five years. <laughs> Hey everybody! I'm Miley Cyrus. I'm, I'm the Wrecking Ball. Very impressed by her range. With she's she can sing very low, but her when she goes up into her upper belty stuff, it's actually pretty. Is pretty upper solid. belty stuff a technical term? Uh, yeah, upper belty. No, I'm gonna stuff. buzz you on that one. You're gonna, get, you're gonna hear the buzzer in post. She, I don't even think she uses. She doesn't use mixed voice much at all, but she just. Gets it out somehow. I don't know. So I'm like, all right, girl, get it. Maybe she has a stretched aperture in her throat <laughs> hole. I'm done with you. Okay. <laughs> okay, so you got that one wrong. Ugh, Miley. I'm going to take a little comfort in that. All right. <laughs> we're on to the bonus question. You don't need it. You have successfully won with, let's see, seven out of ten. A -A -A you dominated. 70%. Dominated. <laughs> Some of them you jumped in with an answer without me even giving you the multiple choice. Mm -hmm. Or you jumped in with an answer when I still had like a whole sentence left to read in the question. Yep. You're like totally the nerds on Jeopardy. <laughs> I, I love my pop queens. I should have made you phrase everything in the form of a question what just to is? trip you up. Who, Who is? is? Share. <laughs> what is do you believe in what is life after what is love? That was, no, that was dumb. Okay. <laughs> You're going to know this one, and this one isn't singers from your era. Okay. But I kind of threw this one in just as a bonus question, and I was trying to be a gentleman and be nice in the event that you had gotten five out of five to 
help tip you over the edge. Is it Whitney Houston? No. Ah, uh, I was it's hoping you could give me a Whitney. Not a question about drugs or bathtubs. <laughs> that was oh, horrible. R.I.P. <laughs> you know, I, know, I was named after Whitney. Were you? Yes. All right. I still own her first album on vinyl. Wow. Yeah, I would, that was okay. about three degrees away from being gay at one point in my life. <laughs> Yes, it's okay. Hey, I love that album. I ain't and judging you. I'm going to be honest, she was a little hot. No, yeah. Mm, smoking. And, uh... No, it was way before that. <laughs> I'm talking, I want to dance with somebody. Oh, love it. Now I'm going to get up and dance. Good. All, All right. right. Give me a drink. <laughs> Just so you can spill it while you dance. <laughs> okay, here's the bonus question. What iconic black female vocalist asked, what's love got to do with it? What's love got to do? Um, Miley Cyrus. <laughs> Hit me, baby, one more time. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, you're I'm, I'm not over that. What's love I'll give you a hint. She was also well-known... For Is having the a, shit slapped out of her Tina by her Turner? husband. Yes. Okay, Tina. And Ike oh, used, I almost really fucked that one up. Ike used to beat the hell out of her. Was actually, Whitney Houston, no. <laughs> there you go. But no, Will Smith was actually doing an Ike Turner impression at the Oscars. <laughs> That's fucked up. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm a piece of garbage, and I'm going to hell. All right, well, that pretty much wraps up everything. I would love to have you back on another episode, at which point, everybody, I want to make sure my audience had a chance to meet you and get to know you on this episode. Next time you come back, we're going to find a topic, something we're going to talk about. We're going to yeah. get silly. We're going to get real. You're going to hear some of my rants, and you can talk me down off of a ledge. Okay. So let everybody know, please, how they can find you online. Yes, so my Instagram is Whitney Nicole Official. I am on all... All streaming platforms under Whitney Nicole. Uh, you can find me on my YouTube. Subscribe to that. It's all under Whitney Nicole. You can find me everywhere. Twitter, uh, Facebook, Whitney Nicole. And for all of the idiots out there, because I would guess that the majority of my audience is subpar intelligence. I'm sorry. I'm kidding, guys. You know I hate you. Anyway, no, but let's no. <laughs> spell that out. W-H-I-T-N-E-Y, Nicole with no H or anything, N-I-C-O-L-E, at Whitney Correct. Nicole. So I just wanted to make sure that all these fumbly fingers out there that are trying to find you aren't searching a weird spelling. Well, thank you for that. Yes. All right. Well, everybody, please go out and check out Whitney's music. Check out all of her Instagram and stuff. She has her um, live show that you do. Uh, mention that real quick. Yes. Yeah, so I do the Full of Wit show every um, Friday night at 9 p.m. And that's on my Instagram, which is Whitney Nicole Official. Um, and I do interviews just like this one with mm -hmm. other artists, get to know other people in the music industry just do a whole lot of getting to know everybody so yeah so go ahead and tune into that it's the full of wit show 9 p.m instagram awesome okay well thank you everyone for continuing to tune into the jeff becomes jeff podcast please if you want to follow me and my completely inconsequential and irrelevant social media pages you can feel free to do so although you'll find nothing because i post something like you know once every month but you can go follow me on facebook or twitter at jeff becomes jeff until next time I'm Jeff. I have, I have butthole hairs on my back. Okay, oh no, I'm kidding. That's that's weird. They're, they just grow. They keep growing up like vines on an old house. And I'm Whitney. Do you believe in life after love? I can feel something inside me say. I really don't think you're strong enough. No. Good night.
love has me weak at my knees Becoming a person I don't know You got me feeling some kind of way Now I'm wondering how do you taste Red lipstick on my face Just to have you kiss it all Call me what you want, call me what you need Call me anytime I-